Welcome to Center Stage with international opera star Pamela Kuhn. And now, here is your host, Pamela Kuhn. Good morning, everyone, and the curtain is up on Center Stage, the show about the arts and the artists behind their work. So now we are in full Christmas mode, waiting for that element of magic to fill and thrill us this year. Whether it comes in the form of a gift or the eternal sense of youth that the holiday season can bestow upon us, this time of year bears moments of visual and emotional splendor. And perhaps there is none so special as the elaborately decorated windows that adorn department stores in New York City. The unveiling of these windows gives unlimited joy to children, and to many, a reason to travel to New York City for a viewing. Exploring the working of art and mechanics that make these windows so extraordinary, I had to wonder, who is behind these designs? And I am pleased to introduce you today to the man whose company, Spaith Designs, has kept the windows of Macy's, Lord & Taylor, Saks Fifth Avenue, and many, many more filled with delight at the holiday season. David Spaith, CEO of Spaith Designs, is with me today to talk about his lifetime of wonder and the magic of windows. Welcome, David, to Center Stage. We are thrilled to have you on my show. Thank you, Pamela. Good morning to you, too. And so you are at your studio right now. I am. And so you are, you're Santa with all his elves, or is all the work done now? Are you, are you and your creative team sitting back and having, you know, like a cup of tea and relaxing? Uh, we are, Pamela. Our windows were all went in before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, last one was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So now uh, we've painted the floor over. Um, we're sitting here <laughs> getting started. We actually have an, a project that's going in for Valentine's windows uh, that will be installed immediately after the Christmas windows come out. So we are busy, but not quite as busy as uh, ordinarily when we've got uh, 60 people working on the, the animated windows. This is so incredible. And you have been doing this for how long, David? I've been in the business for 45 years. My parents started it, um, I guess, 60 or 65 years ago. And um, so uh, I've just you know, sort of grown up. I think I've, I've, you, know, you could probably say I was born into the business. But you know, I've been actually doing it full time for 45 years. But you were born into the business, but you actually took yourself off and was educated as a mechanical engineer, I understand, at Cooper Union. That's correct. Um, as a child, we would, um, my parents would pile us into the family station wagon and we'd <laughs> go to see the windows that were, or not windows, excuse me, we didn't do windows at that time. We primarily did interiors of the department stores oh. for like Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, and so forth. So my parents were uh, proud of what they, they had done, and, and my sister and I would go on, you know, school breaks and stuff like that, you know, like to Boston or Washington, Philadelphia, and see what we had done. And uh, so we were proud of, of the family business, and uh, at the same time, I'm looking at the windows and seeing little animated things moving, and I'm thinking, boy, that would be fun to do. And so I decided, because I like building things, I decided to study mechanical engineering. And uh, when I got out of school, I thought I needed a little bit of practical um, you know, experience with people really that, that have been doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. 
And so not so much for uh, animated windows, but I decided to work for um, some airplane and helicopter companies. So I worked at Sikorsky for like three or four years. I can't remember exactly. It's years, it ancient times. So. <laughs> and then worked at Grumman. Uh, I actually worked on the F-14. Wow. Um, so um, got some practical experience and then came back into the family business. And it's amazing because you're kind of following in your father's footsteps all the time. Your dad, uh, dad actually worked for Eastern Airlines, didn't he, at one point? Yeah, yeah he actually did. Uh, hated, I think, every minute of it because he was in the accounting department. <laughs> oh, no. And he wanted to do – They do. They at that time there was an Eastern Airlines building uh, near Rockville Center, I think actually in. And he wanted to decorate the Christmas tree. And he kept asking, could he do it? But it, was, it wasn't a, a one-person thing. It was a, the companies did that, you know. But that's, he always wanted to do uh, display. And so uh, he decided to, uh, he actually got a job at Altman's and uh, worked in the display department there. And uh, then after a few years, I think it was, uh, he decided to start his own business with my mom. Now, hold on. There's a good story there, I think. It wasn't your dad hanging airplanes in the window? And, Actually, and he, was. he was quite a visionary, and he wanted to do it, you know, finding the center of balance, and, and his boss didn't like his ideas. Your dad just decided to start his own company. Correct. It was during the war, and Altman's was doing uh, war bond windows, and whoever had decided that this window should, be, should have, you know, hundreds of little airplanes flying all in the same direction, um, but the boss said that you need to have, you know, a string from each wingtip and one from the tail to make sure they're all flying straight. And he was in the window for 24 hours straight wow. and um, still hadn't finished. And he thought, you know, I'm never going to finish this project. So he came up with the idea of using them one string. And I mean, if anybody's ever tried to hang anything on one string, generally it, like, swivels a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he waited till it stopped turning and then would hang it. So uh, his boss pokes his head in the window and says, if every one of those planes isn't flying absolutely straight, you better quit. And he said, without hesitation, I quit. <laughs> and then uh, decided to start his own company. That's so exciting. What was his first job, David? Where was he hired his, first? He was, believe it or not, there was a meat market on Madison Avenue, very, very high end. Uh-huh. I can't remember the name of it. I mean, if you can imagine meat being displayed in the window, mm-hmm. that's what he and my mom were doing. Oh, my gosh. Um, displaying meats. Huh. Uh, and making them look got, good. got more interesting with, with, with well, I don't know if it's more interesting than meat, but it, it eventually just, it just um, became holidays and seasons. Because uh-huh. in those days, um, even, even I think when I started in the business, People would decorate for, besides Christmas, they would decorate for whitetail, which would be like cruise. Mm-hmm. They'd have spring. They'd have back to school. So all these different seasons uh, really decorating the store. But then the business changed to be what they call visual merchandising, much more intensive on mannequins because now at this point they're trying to sell what's, what they sell as mm-hmm. opposed to just making the store look pretty. Right, right. So now it's Spaith Designs that's responsible for getting all of us out there to really admire and wonder at these amazing designs in all of these high-end major department stores. You're you're the magic behind the magic, aren't you, David Spaith? Um, let's say my company is the magic behind uh-huh. the magic. Uh, I don't take much credit for it. Um, you know, the, we have amazing staff of designers artisans, 
um, scenic painters, animators. I think maybe if, if you know, in, in the, at least in the musical uh, world, I would be called a conductor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, all these departments have to come together because almost everything we do, each part has some relationship to another uh, department. I mean, if there's an animated figure, somebody's created the sculpt, somebody's made the mold, somebody's done the costume, somebody's painted the face, and somebody has uh, put the animation in. And then, of course, there's the scenery that that figure gets placed into. So it's quite a, a long process, and all of our departments have to work smoothly together to make sure this happen. Wow. I understand that you had a big challenge in the beginning. You were asked to do a roller coaster in a store, and you said, wow, I think that's going to be impossible. Yeah, our our animators uh, are always getting us into trouble by agreeing to do things that uh, are, are challenging. Uh, <laughs> we actually were able to pull it off, but, um, you know, because, I mean, the, the windows that we're working in are, you know, at best 15 feet wide by maybe 9 feet high by four or five feet, six feet at the most deep. And roller coasters, you know, I mean, this is, you're talking about, you know, sharp bends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very high to, to to bring it up. And and this client said, could we do a roller coaster? But instead of cars with little people in it, he wanted the first, you know, four cars to be reindeer as if they were, um, you know, the, um, let me calling my cell phone. Sorry about that. Um, so they wanted reindeer in, in the front of so They wanted reindeer pulling Santa's sleigh. Mm-hmm. And Santa's in his sleigh. Um, and I says, uh, you know, I don't think we could do that. First of all, I mean, this is, they came to us in the middle of the summer, and that's not a real long time to, um, to develop something with so much trial and error of acceleration and so forth. Wow. But uh, Matt, our head of animation, said, oh, I think we can do it. And, um, I thought, oh, gosh, here's, you know. But actually, we did. Uh, it was amazing. I think it's probably one of the most uh, difficult things we've ever done. Really? But um, it, so it took all summer. You know, you do one one lift and then let the, see, it, see it come down, see how fast it's going. Can it still make the, the next rise? We had a corkscrew in it. We did a loop-to-loop. <laughs> um, and at the, uh, at the end of the, the run, while, you know, the, the windows were being reviewed, I think it was by Modern Marbles. They said, how far is this roller coaster actually move? So oh, we no. had no idea. We actually calculated, and in real miles, not scale, but I mean that roller coaster from the time we put it in, in the beginning of November until it comes out on January 2nd would have actually traveled from New York to Las Vegas. Wow. That's incredible. So, so we, and we were a little worried about what happens if there's a failure, if a wheel falls off. Sure. You know, it's going pretty quickly. Now mm-hmm. there's a big glass, plate glass window. So we install, because, I mean, again, it's the engineering in me and also in our head of uh, an animation. We always look for what possibly could go wrong. So we put a, uh, a timer into the window to, and to time the time from the, what the roller coaster starts until it makes its loop, which was 21 seconds. And if it varied either faster or slower than that, we'd know something had changed mm. on the roller coaster and we'd better get over there quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And never got uh, an, an email that there's anything wrong, but I got an email on Christmas Day that said, Merry Christmas from the roller coaster. Oh. 
And I didn't know what the message was that, that was going to send. And I thought, oh, shoot, it's something wrong. And now how do we get into the window on Christmas Day? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> and then I looked and, I mean, I guess these guys are good animators. They're not very good spellers. But they had spelled it Mary, M-A-R-Y, Christmas. And I thought, oh, I think this is a joke. <laughs> and it was. I think so, too. So I, went back to, I went back to enjoying the day. And it really, there was nothing wrong with it. But yeah, it you can like, breathe. Oh, my gosh, you know, something <laughs> wrong, you know, in, in Macy's window. Okay, so, so you have this incredible company that really kind of has the monopoly on, on store windows, don't you? Well, I don't know if it's exact. There's, there's a few competitors, um, you know, you know, we're not in Monopoly, but we, we do have some of the best clients, and I think that's because they appreciate what we do. I mean, we've been doing Lord & Taylor's. The first time we did it was in 1976, and we have never missed a year. So that's I think that's something about the quality of our work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's the detail, you know, David. Like, David Spath, mm-hmm. Spath Designs here on WGCH. Um, so it's it's the detail you have, and it's the craftsmen and the mechanics you have working for you, from what I can see. I, I have to tell all my listeners that if they go to spathdesigns.com, you can see a wonderful documentary called The Magic Windows, which really introduces you to every aspect of Spath Designs and this wonderful man we're talking to, David Spath, about um, what they do for uh, really retail and to keep all of us, you know, staring into these windows with that sense of awe and wonder. Um, now, let's go through the process, David. You know, how does this all start? Do, does one of the stores come to you and say, look, I've got an idea, or are, are you pitching the idea to them? Um, it can work both ways. Uh, you know, it, it generally, if they, they have a theme that they want to work with, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's very involving at some point, they'll actually show us exactly what they want the windows to look like. And then mm-hmm. it's just our, it's our job to engineer it, to actually make it fit in the space, because usually they're drawing this a 2D, and they haven't mm-hmm. necessarily considered the depth. Um, in other cases, and, and my favorite one was one of our clients came to us, and when we had, actually we, he called us to his office, and so we all have our pencil writing, ready to write down what the, the theme is, and he says, okay, this is it. Christmas is dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought, oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. But it really worked out because, you know, we came up with Christmas is music, Christmas is gifts, Christmas mm-hmm. is uh, food, and we actually came up with six winners. But, I mean, that wow. was that year, that was as much information as we had, uh, and we made it work. But, like I said, sometimes um, the window is completely drawn and as a sketch, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's probably not quite to scale, um, but that's what we can do. You know, that's what we wow. bring it to life. So after that, when do you actually start working on everything? I mean, in what month of the year? Um, depending on the client, we we really like to have almost a year to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't usually get that, but I mean, we've started as early as December of the year before. Wow. In some cases, uh and then uh, the latest we can start, and I hate to even say this because I don't want anybody to think we could start this late, <laughs> but we've actually had jobs come to us in September and we've been able to pull it off. That's, that's really the worst case. I don't know how you do it with so many different stores and in different cities as well. It's not just yeah. New York City you're dealing with. This is quite something. Yeah. And you go as far as field as Hawaii, I understand. Yeah, actually we had some displays. They weren't Christmas 
Uh, but mm-hmm. we did things in uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, Macau. Oh, wow. Uh, we've done Hawaii. Those, again, these were not actually Christmas windows. They were f- more um, merchandise-themed windows mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and promotional for that particular store. But um, this year we did work in Canada at the Hudson Bay Company in Toronto. Um, Exciting. Yeah, so it's, it's like it keeps us busy. So tell me honestly, what what's your favorite project that you've done so far? Uh, well, it's sort of like asking which of my two sons is my favorite son. Yeah, that's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, all of them for some reason. Well, let's put it this They're way: they're all different, and they all, you know, we're really, you know, we we we, you know, actually, we're very proud of every project we've done, and they're all so different. Mm-hmm. But I think that Indeed. one of the things that, um, you know, that you mentioned, the, the, the attention to detail, I think that's really an ethic that goes back to my father. Mm-hmm. When I first came into the business, I said, you know, like, hey, you know, you didn't price this job appropriately, and, you know, we we can't afford to put more ornaments on these trees. And he said, but it doesn't look good. Ah, right. And he says, right. put more ornaments on. <laughs> but, but that's so why you're the professionals. Had, yeah. We've always had the, you know, the clients understand that, when they get something from us, it's really, it's good. It's, it's extraordinary. Not, not gonna, yeah, thank it's, you. It's not just good. Can we talk just a little bit about this Tiffany's installation you've done? Yeah, that, that was, we're really proud of that. Wow. That's, you know, that's one case where they did the design and gave it to us. We had to figure out how to make a lot of the things, mm-hmm. but there there was their concept um, you know, hmm. to have, uh, you know, ice blocks and We'd never cast, you know, resin that thick before, but mm-hmm. we, you know, we figured out how to do it. Um, it's uh, it's really you know, that is one of the windows where every little detail is so important because the windows are so small. Right, people are looking at it from very close up. That like one speck of dust in the paint would be mm-hmm. noticeable. Oh my gosh! And so, you can't let that yeah. happen. And didn't you have the same uh, in miniature, the same chandeliers that are uh, inside the Metropolitan Opera? We did, and oh. they actually were made by the company in Germany that made the chandeliers for the Metropolitan Opera. They made these miniature chandeliers. That's unbelievable. For Tiffany's, um, Tiffany's actually contacted them, and uh, they gave them to us to uh, to install and to animate. Um, we were very nervous handling them because they're so imagine. fragile. I can imagine. Um, but they were but, so uh, beautiful. I can't imagine well, the money you. involved in this, David. Oh, my gosh. But then I guess it's Tiffany's. They can afford it, right? Um, well, you know what? There's, there's always a budget for everything, and nobody is throwing money um, you know, carelessly around. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a lot of prestige that goes with the windows and a lot of PR. Right, right. So... Um, you know, and it, it brings people to the store, whether they actually it come does. in or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's, it's, you know, it's not, it's like when people are talking about you, you don't care what they say as long as they keep talking, you know, so yeah. your name is out there. I understand. And I think that's a lot of what uh, drives the, the Christmas winners. I think you, were, you mentioned earlier, people come to New York to see the Christmas winners. We know that. That's absolutely um, true. Mm-hmm. My wife was on a plane from Texas, and um, she noticed a lot of people knew each other. They're walking back, you know, around and saying, you know, talking. And so she said to somebody, "Do you guys all know each other?" And she and they said, "This is our gift to ourselves. We all come to New York to see the Christmas windows." And she was just so be- she was oh, beaming. Fun. She didn't tell them that we do them. 
We don't <gasps> do all didn't? of them, but I mean, just, oh, you know, yes. but, you know, like, how cool to think, of, you know, because these people, obviously, you know, they were older. Mm-hmm. They had, you mm-hmm. know, they didn't need a lot of stuff. What they really wanted to do was enjoy New York City at Christmas time. And this is their ritual they can share together. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. And like I said earlier, it ignites the child in all of us. You know, one thing I loved on your website about watching the documentary, The Magic Windows, is the love all your designers and craftsmen have for each other and the family atmosphere you have. And I just get the feeling talking to you, of course, that's been driven again by your father, the legacy of your mom and dad. Um, you know, I know this driving factor of the deadline is constantly in everyone's minds for all these projects, and I'm sure it drives you crazy. But how much yelling and meltdowns actually take place when you guys are, like, installing something? I mean, I'm I'm sure it must be very stressful once they get inside the window. As you say, there's not that much room in some cases, and it's not that deep. And here you are setting up these intricate designs. Yeah, well, you're right. There's a lot of yelling. (laughs) (laughs) And not only in the window. I mean, as, as we get getting close to the deadlines, everybody is, you know, accusing, well, you know, you didn't get this into me in time. You know, how am I going to get it finished? Right. We've never uh, missed a deadline. Uh, sometimes the truck goes out with the paint still wet. But, right. But, um, you know, right. it, it has to open because, I mean, the stores plan big uh, events around mm-hmm. the opening That's of their right. windows. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be, you know, we have to be ready. So, um, so how long? Whatever it, whatever it takes. So how long do you have, then, to install for the unveiling? Uh, for the more complicated windows, it's it's usually two weeks. Oh, that's um, quite a bit of time. Oh, I thought you would is. have had far less. Huh, uh, that's interesting. Wow. That depends on which window. I mean, like, we're mm-hmm. talking about, like, a Saks or a Lord & Taylor, where, the, you know, the windows are big. Tiffany's, we did it in five nights. Um, you did some of them that intricate work in five nights. My gosh! Well, well everything is built in our studio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so the clients see everything before it goes out. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Then it all has to come apart to fit through the normal doors uh, of the store, mm-hmm. um, and then put back together again, so you can't see any of the seams. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it gets repainted after it's in the window. But if we if we've done a good job design, and this is, I mean, we've been doing it for a while. You know, we try to build it in such a way that the seams can't be seen so that we really don't have to do that much patching in the window. But still, there's, you know, because there's a big pieces in some case, they can get uh, dinged, you know, just carrying them in or in the truck. Right, right. So we have, I mean, when we install the windows, our carpenters are there, our animators are there, not always in the same day because they get in each other's way, but our scenic painters are there for touch-up. Stylists mm-hmm. are putting little, you know, gift packages in and mm-hmm. combing hair and stuff. So there's oh. a lot of different processes that go on. Yeah, and um, that's why it takes two weeks. I mean, where they are, we've we've had one that I can remember where the curtain went up and you see a foot of one of our people leave the window. <laughs> so some, it, it's it's not a lot of time. Two weeks for the amount of stuff that has to go in. That's incredible, and and your own uh, factory is in the is in Queens at the old Hostess Bakery Factory Loading Dock, I believe. You've got it's, this it huge was a, It space. was one of their yeah, it was one of their parking garages. So there wasn't any. They didn't do any baking here, but uh, when we saw the building, you know, when it was when we were looking for a place to move, mm-hmm. uh, there were I think about seventy five trucks parked in here, um, bumper That's to bumper. Fast. You couldn't even walk in the space. 
So, but it's wow. you know we've been here now for three years. We've this is our own building now. We've been renting forever. This is fantastic. But, uh, you know, we've just you know very gracious, very very blessed to be able to get our own building, and so. Yeah, you're doing okay. You're doing okay. And my recording engineer, Bob Small here, who's a wonderful guy, he's he's really involved in this right now. He's asking, are the windows always covered during your installations? Always, yeah. Mm. The windows are always covered. Uh, They have, you know, some of the stores have roll-down shades. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them have, uh, you know, they on the outside they attach a canvas that just drapes down on the outside, but then it can blow. Um, and it does invite people to, you know, to cheat to like, you know, stick their head under it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, cause I mean, during it, it looks terrible. I mean, the stores want to be, you know, want to look great for, even if there's nothing in the windows, the store still has to look with the same uh, care that the whole store looks like. I mean, it can't look sloppy. And so, yes, it, it's completely covered. And are you there for all of the unveilings? Oh yeah. The unveilings I'm there. I'm, Hopefully not there during the installs. <laughs> we're <laughs> yeah. fielding we're fielding calls here, but you know, I mean, this, we do have really really talented teams. If I'm in the window, uh, I'm probably just in the way. I mean, I'm usually there for the walk, what we call the walkthroughs, mm-hmm. because as the windows are going in, the uh, the client, the, you know, the art director, sometimes the, um, the president even want a preview of the window, and then you know, it's also. Because as we're working and installing the windows, we're in the space. We can't step back and look right. at what it looks like. Exactly. You know, we know what it looked like in our space, but now we're putting things in sort of from the front to back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one, uh, you know, as before the, the the public sees it, we want to have these walkthroughs to see like, whoops, there's a little you know piece of tape got left on that thing, and or you know some a piece of snow fell down and right. it's in the wrong place. So. So that's, all those things have to happen, and there's usually several of those before it's unveiled to the public. Wow. Well, what's your, going to be your next project, David Spath? Um, well, we know right now that we're doing Windows for Valentine's mm-hmm. for one of our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking to somebody about uh, year-round windows for a... Uh, for another product, which is, you know, typically we're just seasonal. We don't, you know, very often do uh, product, mm-hmm. although we've done the windows at Barnes & Noble and Fifth Avenue now for about four years, mm-hmm. and we keep That's going great. in and changing the books and changing, you know, the records that they sell. They call it vinyl now. Right, um, right. But, um, you know, mostly it's uh, promotional, which I get, you know, the seasonal windows. But from now until March or April, we really won't be building you know, Christmas, we will be designing some of them, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we just, we just never know where it's coming from, but there's always somebody that calls up and, that's right. Um, and they want you. Know, you. Last year, yeah. Last year we built a giant crane game. You know, the things that usually were in the lobbies of diners where you put a quarter in and, and yeah. you know, you, well, we built one for, um, at the South by Southwest festival that wow. the gifts were really much more valuable that's, than those little trinkets. That's great. And, um, we, had, we had no idea where that came from, but it was from somebody that we'd done a, a project for. He changed jobs. He was now with an advertising agency, and they, he knew we could do it. So, uh, and do it, it you fun. did. So we do, we do get very unusual requests. 
And aren't you, aren't you amazing? David Space, CEO of Space Designs, thank you so much for bringing us the wonder and awe of the Hollywood holiday window decorations. And thank you thank for you being much. on center stage. And the curtain is now down. Thank you.